believe affects our life. Uh, you know, we can believe the wrong thing. There used to be a tract that we used to hand out years ago that said, as long as you're sincere. And of course, it had a picture of whatever, somebody on the front of it, that it's like they were sincere, but they were sincerely wrong. I mean, it could have been Adolf Hitler. You know, he was very sincere. You can be sincere, but you can be sincerely wrong. And the thing is, is believing we have to be right concerning what God's word says. Not right concerning you and me agreeing on things but right concerning us agreeing with what God's word says. Things have the ability to change. Now let me just kind of read a couple of quick thoughts here. If we can grab a hold of I believe, I believe will we'll lift us out of the realm of the natural, of the things that we're experiencing, the things that we want to change, that need to change, but we're thinking, well, it's just this season of life. It can't be better. Uh, the where, where we are, everybody goes through this. You're right, everybody does go through things, but the truth of the matter is is. I believe, if you can get that in your heart, I believe, I believe God. It can change us and move us into a, a limitless place where things can, can move forward, can move up. Some folks are thinking, oh, that's that power of positive thinking. Well, then next week we'll hit the power of negative thinking. You, know, you go to the doctor, if they have a, a dim outlook on their future, if you can't get them to think positive, what happens? Nothing changes. Probably gets worse. And it's like the medicine's not working. The therapy's not working. This isn't working. You know why? Because negativity has power. When we think negative, but when we believe that God is in charge, things can change. Jesus is the one that said this. To him that believes, all things are possible. To him that believes. But what is it that we have to believe? We have to believe his word. And for me to say I believe God's word, but I don't know what it says concerning whatever, then you know what? I, it's kind of like that, 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 that department, wherever it is, that has all of those wills and, and things that have been left and, and you know, this uh, bank accounts that never were claimed and, and all this. It's, all, it's like that. It's just in there. And it's never going to get claimed. It's never going to get... Uh, received it's never going to be embraced because i don't even know it's there and so for me to believe it's important for me not just to believe one or two things well i just believe god's a good me too we're on the same page i believe that god is the only way through christ is the only way through to eternal life i do too but there's so much more and we talked about this in in uh, uh second peter the other day he's given to us everything that pertains to life and godliness through his promises through his word, everything that pertains to life, whatever you're going through, God's given you promises to help you live at another level, to help you to live the God kind of life. Now, this morning, what I want to do is I want to look for a few minutes at Luke chapter 8 and let faith stir inside of you for a better future. Verse 4, we're going to pick it up in verse 4. Luke 8, verse 4, it says, One day Jesus told a story in the form of a parable to a large crowd that had gathered from many towns to hear him. And this is what he said. A farmer went out to plant his seed. And as he scattered it across the fields, and some seed fell on the footpath uh, where it was stepped on and the birds ate it. And other seed fell among the rocks and it began to grow. But the plant soon wilted, wilted and died for lack of moisture. Other seed fell among the thorns and it grew up with it and choked it out. The thorns grew up with it and choked out the tender plants. And then uh, verse 8, it says, Still other seed fell on fertile soil. This seed grew and produced a crop. And this was a hundred times as much as it had been planted. 
I believe he's talking about what the word promises us that will increase in our life. The meaning of this. He gives the definition, the meaning of all this, what it means. Because we can look at that and we can come up with, oh, yeah, that means, that means, that means, okay. This is not just talking about money. It is talking about money, but it's not talking just about money. It's talking about your health. Well, well, let me just read on. He says, and when Jesus had said this, he called out, anyone that has ears to hear uh, should listen and understand. His disciples asked him, uh, what the parable meant. And he replied, you're permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of God, but I use parables to teach others so that the scriptures might be fulfilled that when they look, they won't really see, and when they hear, they won't really understand. Verse 11. This is the meaning of the parable. He's going to explain it to them. The seed is the word of God. The seed is the word of God. Verse 12. He said, the seeds that fell on the footpath represent those who hear the message only to have the devil come and take, away, take it away from their hearts and prevent them from believing and being saved. Now, let me stop right there just a second. We have an enemy, and that enemy hates your everything. He hates your family. He hates your plans and your dreams. He hates everything about you because he is Opposite and anti-God and everything. And then there's a God on the other side. And it's not like there's this big horrible devil. He's so powerful and so whatever. And there's this big powerful God. And they're equal forces. There's negative, a, God, a good God against the negative devil. No, there's this amazing, awesome God. And this little burp of a devil that has no power unless you give it to him. And the way we give him power is we don't believe God. We don't put our faith in what God says. If God says it, well, it doesn't look that way. The devil says, you're right. It doesn't, does it? I don't feel healthy. I don't feel prosperous. I don't feel peace in my life. I don't feel deliverance. That That's God's what God wants for me. I don't feel it. Well, the devil says that, and then it must not be true. Nope, not in my life. The enemy comes when the, when the sower goes to sow the seeds. We read it just a second ago. This is the meaning of the power, parable. The seed is the word of God. We're read, are we reading the word of God today? And so this is seed. And this seed will produce after its own kind. And what's the, its own kind? God sent his word to heal and to deliver. God sent his word to save. God sent his word to restore and to redeem and to, and to change people's lives. That's what he sent his word to do. And so... If we can see it for what it is, God's word came to make your life, your marriage, your children's relationship, the promises of protection. Our heart is soil. That's what he's talking about. We'll see it in just a second. This is the soil that the word of God gets sown into our hearts, not just into our minds. Because, see, people get it in their mind, and they go, I believe that. Oh, it's a, it's a mind belief. It's just a believing here because I can, I can see things lining up. Oh, maybe things aren't lining up, and maybe I don't really believe it. The Bible says that Abraham hoped against hope. God had made a promise to Abraham. This was all the way back in Genesis chapter 12. He made a promise to Abraham, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to increase you. I'm going to make you a blessing to the nations. 99 years old, and his wife is 90. Abraham said, I believe. This is what the scripture says in, in Romans. It says that Abraham believed against hope. He hoped against hope. His natural hope was dead. There's no way this can change because this situation is impossible. God can't change. And some of you are living in this place right now. It's too late. 
You're too far gone. You're too far down. You're too far out. You're too this. You're too that. You're too this. But remember what it says. Faith is not out there. It's not out there. It's near you. It's in your mouth. And if you can get it out of your mouth and in your heart to come out of your mouth and you can say it and you can say it and you'll begin to say it and you'll continue to say it even when you hope against hope. Because the hope right now I have is so, but look at the situation. Abraham is the father of faith. That's what the scripture says. Abraham showed us how to believe God and to not lose heart and not give up and to go through things and even do things that he wished that he hadn't done. You look at Abraham's life. If you go back and take time to study Abraham's life, Abraham did things that he wasn't proud of. But God, that did not nullify God's promise to him. Just like some of you are here today, and you're thinking, but you know what? I've been in jail, and I've done drugs, and I've cheated, and I've done this, and I've done that. Okay, God, forgive them. Forgive me. Forgive us. That's good. We receive your forgiveness, and I'm not making that like a light thing. But that can't stop the promise of God. The only thing that can stop the promise of God is if we don't believe it. Because God never picked you and I because we were so qualified for him to make promises to. Oh, he looked at me and he said, oh, that guy right there, I'm going to make all kinds of promises because he's got his act together. The way we line up is with our faith. We believe God. So God says he wants to do something in your life. The scripture tells us he wants to heal you. He wants to deliver you. He wants to prosper you. So when it talks about this sower going and he sows seed, what's he sowing? He's sowing the word of God. He's sowing the seeds of the promises. And he tells this, it's the word of God. Let's pick it up again here in chapter, verse 11. Verse 11, uh, uh, Luke. He says, this is the meaning of the parable of this, uh, the parable. The seed is the word of God. 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 The seed that fell on the footpath represent those who hear the message, the word, and only have the, to only have the devil come and to take it from their hearts and to prevent them from believing and believing God. Now that word saved is maybe I'll just hit it because I'm not going to assume anything. That word saved is the word sozo. And that word sozo doesn't just mean having your sins forgiven. It means blessed and delivered to protect, to save, to make whole, to heal, to be whole. What do you need? Prosperity and peace. That's what God wants to do. That's what God wants to do. So when the word, the seed of the word goes in, you know what the enemy comes and says, I got to get that out. I got I to, I got to, birds come and eat this. Because the footpath, the reason the footpath didn't produce is because it was hard as a rock. You go out here in the desert, you know, like you like to trek and walk, and you don't have to wonder where people have been walking. Just look where they've been walking because it's compacted down. You look at, in my backyard, I used to have four dogs. I'm down to one. Thank you, Jesus. Love that dog. But the thing is, is I got one dog, and, but you can tell where that dog patrols. It's got a little trail. It's got a little trail. You know what? It's basically a footpath for that dog, and I don't care how much grass, how much water, how much fertilizer I put out there, it's gonna be a, there's going to be a path. There's going to be a path. That's what it's talking about here, the footpath of our heart. What is it that causes our heart to be hardened? Because when we get hardened in our heart in an area, not, be, not that we get hardened we hate God. I don't mean that. We just get hardened that things can't change. It's too hard. It's too difficult. Sow some seed. Tenderize that soil by praising, by honoring God. Praise breaks up the fallow ground of our hearts. When we begin to praise God, we begin to praise and thank God. Verse 13 
He says, the seeds on the rocky soil represent those who hear the message. That's us. And receive it with joy. Man, I'm liking this. This is awesome. But since they don't have any deep roots, talking about the seed that's sown, it doesn't find deep root. It says they believe for a while, and then it falls away. They fall away when they face temptation or pressure or problems or difficulties. Oh, that would have been so good if that really How many times have we been there? We hear a word. We get a promise from God. We're praying, and we feel like the Lord speaks to us. We have a scripture. We look at it, and we go, yes, amen. We write it out. We put it on the refrigerator, and we look at it every day, and the problem is is it's only on the refrigerator. It's not in our heart. We've got to get it in our heart so that we can say it. What's that verse that can say again? Hold on. Let me look at the fridge while I get a you know, something to eat out of here, and we read it. That's better than nothing. But the truth is, until it gets in here, until we, it's engraved and written on the walls of our heart, you can't speak it with faith. You can't. Because faith is in your mouth and in your heart. It's got to be sewn into here. Take time to go back over this and see how it applies in your life, how it's working in your life. See, the thing is, the soil only determines if there can be a harvest. The seed says there will be if it gets into the right soil. We control the condition of the heart. We do. The seeds on the rocky soil represent those who hear the word and they receive it with joy, but since they don't have any roots, they believe for a while, and then they fall away uh, when they face temptation. 14, the seeds that fell among the thorns represent those that hear the message. They hear the word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by Facebook and and Instagram, and and TV, and football, and baseball. And I love baseball and football. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying there's anything wrong in themselves in any of those things. But when we give more time to those things, you know what happens? It will crowd out anything that God has promised you. Faith is in your mouth, and it's in your heart, according to, to, to Romans. It's in your mouth, and it's in your heart. And I can tell you, you and I want to say about you, I'll say about me, you can tell what I have faith in. You listen to what I say. Not just, you know, it's like a breath mint. Ah, oh, I'm just growing and blessed. I'm, oh, things are going great in my life. Hallelujah. Wait till something squeezes the tube and you'll find out where it really comes out. Because what basically is in my heart is going to come out sooner or later. I might be able to use the scriptures like a breath mint when other people are looking. But what happens when the pressure hits? Put God first. We put God first. We put him first in our day. I can't sow into your heart like you can. I can do what I can do on Sunday morning for 30 minutes or whatever I can get away with. But you can sow every single day. Every single day. So the seeds that fell among the thorns represent those that hear the message. And all too quickly the message is crowded out by the cares of riches and uh, the pleasures of this life. And so they never grow into maturity. And then 15 is talking about the condition. And we determine the condition of our own hearts. And the seeds that fell on good soil represent honest, good-hearted people who hear God's word. Okay, if we just stop there and go, well, that's, I would say, that's almost every single person in this room. Good, honest people. That's us. Hallelujah, let's pray and go home. That's us. But it doesn't stop there. It goes on, and this is what he said. 
good-hearted people who hear God's word and cling to it. They cling to it. They have a life grip, not a death grip, a life grip. They know that I'm not letting it go. When circumstances say, oh, that isn't going to work in your life, we say it anyway. We speak it. We declare it. God has left us great and precious promises in his word. He's given us so many promises. You got to pursue them. You got to grab a hold of them. You got to cling to them. He says they, they cling to them and patiently producing a huge harvest. Well, there's where it gets me. Because I'm a man, I'll tell you what, I can cling to things. I can hold on to things like, you know, with an ugly, ugly death grip. Man, I've held on to grudges like you don't know. I've held on to ugly things longer than probably many of you probably have too. But if we turn that around and we, we cling to the promises of God, and that's good, and that's what, where it starts. But then you know what happens? Through faith and patience. This is what James says, and this is really what he's saying here. Through patience. What's patience? Is it just waiting? Waiting patiently. Through faith and patience. I'm going to believe God when everything says it's not going to happen. Through patience. Patience. Well, when's it going to happen? When God's ready. And it's not when God's ready, when I'm ready, when things can change inside of me. There are promises in God's word for every single person in this room. God wants to do the impossible. Nobody can do this for you but you. And I know many of us, I've been hearing these messages since 1972. Faith doesn't come from having heard in 1972, 73, 74, 75. I had faith. Do I have faith today? I have faith to believe God. Do you have faith to believe God? Do you believe God today? Listen, there's nothing that God won't do that he promises in his word. Nothing. And see, I know some of us are sitting here going, if you only lived where I lived and walked what I'm walking through, and I, and I don't say what I say with, without compassion. I mean it. But I believe that God, he gives us the seed of his word. You know what you have to do? You have to exercise your faith. Speak it. Get it in your heart. Let it say what the word says. There's a scripture, and I, ever, I mentioned this several times over the last few weeks. There's a scripture, and I believe it's in John, 1 John, and it says that if your heart condemns you, God is greater than your heart. So when your heart comes and says, you know what, I know how you're, you know how you're living. You're just standing up there saying that stuff, and you know what, what about this, what about that? God's greater than my heart. I'm going to speak his word. And if we will speak God's word, but we got to get it in our heart and let it come out of our mouth again and again. Let's just not lose heart. God's word is the seed. God's word is the seed. Let's pray. Let the weak say I'm strong. And if I'm dead.